A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning. It's 8 30 on Monday, March 7th. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, we look at how the war in Ukraine is resonating here in Mississippi. We'll hear what state leaders are saying, as well as what they're doing. And we'll explore what it means for you and your family. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Health officials are focusing their sights on how Mississippi can make coronavirus monitoring a routine part of health care. As MPB's Kobe Vance reports, transmission is declining, but experts say it's unclear for how long. Mississippi's coronavirus transmission rate has declined in recent weeks, but health officials say this type of disease is still unpredictable in how it behaves. Recently, the CDC issued national guidance that people who were up to date on their coronavirus vaccinations did not need to wear face coverings in public unless in a confined space. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says the CDC has also released a new tool that offers further guidance on the county level. And then has a series of individual behaviors that a person can take, but also for the community at large. And so for those that are at low, a mask is not recommended. For those that are medium, a mask is not recommended in those indoor public areas. The Department of Health's lab receives coronavirus tests from across the state, which are monitored for variants of the virus. Dr. Byer says it will be important to continue monitoring the disease to identify any potential rise in cases early. He says it's unclear if transmission will surge again, or if the pandemic could transition into an endemic. Very similar to what we see with flu. Flu is an endemic illness. If you look hard enough for flu, you're going to see flu year-round. Eventually, we may get to that in COVID. I don't think we're ready to, to say that we're in endemic yet. I think we need, to, we need to really see what these next few weeks to months are going to roll out for us with COVID. Dr. Byer says being up to date on vaccines is the most effective protection against COVID-19. Kobe Vance, MPB News. Coming up, state leaders react to the war in Ukraine. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Mississippi, like much of the U.S. right now, is bitterly divided on innumerable points of political ideology. But one issue seems to have inspired leaders in the state to put politics aside. Here's Congressman Trent Kelly on conservative radio station Supertalk last week. 
You know, I want to be real clear first. I mean, all this lies at the feet of Vladimir Putin. I mean, he's the instigator of all this. Uh, he's just a bully and, and, and has been and will continue to be. But part of this lies with our current administration and their inability to do anything early. Okay, so maybe not everyone's holding hands around a campfire and singing Kumbaya, but leading Republicans and Democrats in Mississippi are largely in lockstep with regard to their support for Ukraine in the face of the Russian invasion. U.S. House Democrat Benny Thompson issued a statement calling the attack, quote, a brazen assault on democracy, not just in Ukraine, but democracies around the globe, unquote. Republican Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith co-sponsored a joint resolution calling for Russia to be removed from the U.N. Security Council. Wicker writes that Russian President Vladimir Putin is, quote, a delusional dictator and a war criminal, unquote. Hyde Smith adds that, quote, Vladimir Putin's unprovoked and illegal invasion of Ukraine violates the principal purpose of the U.N. Security Council, namely to uphold international peace and security among nations, unquote. Locally, Republican Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman has called for Mississippi to disentangle itself from any business relationships with Russia. Here's what he told WLBT-TV last week. People died, children died because of the Russians, and we should not support them with one penny of Mississippi money. Democrat Brandon Presley agrees. Presley is the state's Northern District Public Service Commissioner. His conservative colleagues in Mississippi's Central and Southern Districts backed his new request that public utilities in the state investigate and sever their connections to Russian-owned entities. Presley speaks with Mississippi Edition producer Rob Lane. Well, I think that uh, every agency in state government needs to do their part. And so I asked our our electric and gas uh, utilities to file with us within a week any ties either they have directly or indirectly with vendors, whether that be for any type of supply, uh, any type of manufactured products that originate in Russia, and ask them to sever those ties uh, as quickly as possible immediately, uh, whether this be with them or their parent company. And so we want to have an all-hands-on-deck approach to standing up to Russia for what is going on in Ukraine and to follow the lead of the lieutenant governor, uh, Delbert Hoseman, who I applaud for last week saying that the state of Mississippi should stop doing business immediately with any uh, Russian vendors. I feel like that we should make sure that if we have any type of connections to Russia in our energy supply, those need to be severed and they need to be severed immediately. Does this make you think more long-term about American energy independence? So I do think this is integral uh, to energy independence. We're seeing right now how a uh, vicious dictator on the other side of the world is manipulating the energy market. I've long said I'm an all-of-the-above approach. Uh, I have supported uh, all measures to bring solar power to Mississippi. Look, we don't know what natural gas is going to be because of the uh, market that we see out globally, but we know that the sunshine is going to be free, and that helps make us more energy independent. We have vast natural gas supplies in Mississippi and pipelines. We need to use those responsibly. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I support renewable energy because I'm an American, and I want to make sure our country is energy independent as much as possible. Are you concerned at all more in the short term or the medium term about prices? Obviously, uh, the U.S. and a number of other countries looking at limiting their intake of Russian oil and gas as much as possible. This is a time when gas prices and 
uh, heating bills, cooling bills are already rising for a lot of Mississippians and Americans. Well, we always stay concerned about that. We're taking immediate steps right now to mitigate those costs and, and possibly have uh, a revenue stream by which that we uh, hedge and mitigate those costs. And so we're, we're working on that right now. The details of that plan are not final, but I expect we should have some good movement on that within the next two weeks uh, in a way in which we can not only keep rates low and possibly reduce rates in the middle of this crisis, but also uh, have a way in which we hedge against this manipulation of the energy market for the next 12 months or more. When we think about combating Russia, minimizing uh, the role and the presence of, of Russian entities in the state, is there a cybersecurity component? And is that something that sort of falls under your purview? Well, cybersecurity related to utility delivery, yes, falls under us. And we requested confidential individual briefings by the companies on the measures they're taking to make sure that we're approving the appropriate amount of investment. And if there are more funds to be needed, we're going to work to make sure that we get those approved. Uh, but we'll be getting those confidential briefings throughout between now and next Tuesday. And while I have you, I just wanted to quickly ask you, there's been a bit of a standoff of sorts in recent weeks between the Tennessee Valley Authority and potential medical marijuana suppliers, facilities in North Mississippi. Can you lay out that situation for us a bit? And are there any updates that we should know about? Well, the, the Tennessee Valley Authority is just dead wrong on their legal opinion that somehow after they deliver electricity to a local provider, that they also get to control who buys that electricity. And so they have sent a initial response to this issue was to say that essentially local uh, electric utilities could not provide power to any medical marijuana facilities. Uh, they're dead wrong about the law, so I call them out on that. They issued a statement that seemed to walk that back, and then Friday uh, I got a letter from them that's about as clear as mud. And so, you know, I'm tired of playing this ping-pong game with the TVA. It's putting our region of the state in a bad position. Uh, I will not stand by and see my fellow North Mississippians have to drive to central or southern Mississippi to get a legal prescription field and lose the benefits of economic development by these facilities, which we voted on. So if the TVA wants to keep up their silly uh, position, which is wrong, then there's a simple fix to it. Well, I will remove those locations from the TVA service territory and allow another provider that is non-TVA to serve them. We're going to get those facilities served one way or the other. So TVA can either get on board or they're going to get ran over. Brandon Presley is Mississippi North Northern District Public Service Commissioner. Still ahead, more on energy in Ukraine. We talk with Mississippi State Oil and Gas Board. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. As the war in Ukraine stretches into its second week, the White House has signaled a ban on Russian oil imports may be in the works. 
members of Congress on both sides of the aisle say they'd support the move. We wanted to know what such a ban would mean for Mississippi, a state that produces lots of oil and also consumes plenty of it. Mississippi Edition producer Rob Lane spoke with Jess New and David Snodgrass of the State Oil and Gas Board. They told us a cutoff of Russian oil would hit some parts of the world hard, but Mississippi likely wouldn't bear the brunt of the blow. Here's New. Recent reports provide that Russia produces about 10 million barrels of oil a day. And so that's roughly, you know, one out of every 10 barrels that's, that floats around the, the world is produced in Russia. I think Russia sends about 700,000 barrels per day to the United States. And so for for our purposes, for the United States purposes, it's not a major major player in our oil and gas uh, production needs. We get most of our oil imports from Canada or Mexico, you know, Russia has more of a direct impact on, obviously, you know, on on Europe. Now, do you predict a ban coming from the U.S. and its allies of all Russian oil and gas in the coming days? I I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. The, The oil and gas industry and the markets in general are so, they're so tied to geopolitical, to the geopolitical nature of the world that it's hard to predict anything. Um, you know, I think obviously the U.S. and the Western countries would would prefer OPEC to open up some of their reserves uh, in production. You know, I think the U.S. would probably lean on Saudi Arabia more so for production there. Um, I wouldn't even begin to speculate, you know, what kind of pressure, you know, that, that the U.S. or the Western Western countries would try to exert on Russia. We have seen Saudi Arabia basically reset the global price of gas at will in recent decades. Could you potentially see a situation where Saudi Arabia releases massive, you know, really turns on the faucet of oil and tries to diminish the value of Russian oil within the free market system? I... I personally don't think so. I think you'll see more of a measured approach. You know, I, I think if the industry and the major players in the industry, and Dave, jump in here if you disagree, but I think if they learned anything, you know, in recent years, it's to kind of take a more measured, gradual approach to releasing reserves. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think that we're going to see any drastic measures taken that are just going to decrease, you know, gas at the pump or, ga- you know, the, the price of a barrel of oil quickly. You know, if anything, I think one of the, the major contributing factors to gas, you know, at the pump being higher, uh, you know, I think to just what nationally about three dollars and forty cents a gallon right now, which is about a dollar more than it was a year or so ago. Um, I think that's more so of the country just emerging out of the COVID pandemic and there being more of a demand right now than than the supply is that is available and i just don't think that they're going to turn the turn the spigots on so to speak to to alleviate that in a quick manner david let's hear from you a little bit do you have any sort of further thoughts anything you'd like to add when it comes to the price of gas in mississippi and america in the short to medium term i i would i would speculate that the uh that in the, that in the short term we're going to see we're going to see a, a moderate increase nationwide and in Mississippi as well, and maybe not necessarily because of what's going on in Ukraine. 
hard to say. I mean, they, they supply us with about 5% of our oil, which is, which is equivalent to one full day's worth of use, uh, uh, fuel use, uh, in a month. It's not very significant. Um, uh, I mean, a, a moderate increase. Okay. Um, when we think about oil and gas that's drilled locally, what's the scale of industry there and uh, how important is oil and gas to Mississippi's economy and the economies of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, the Gulf South as a whole? I think, Rob, I mean, the, the oil and gas industry is a major uh, a major player in the economy for the state of Mississippi and the Gulf South, re- Gulf South region in general. You know, just from the oil and gas production, from the network of pipelines, you know, we've got three major pipelines in the country, one of which rolls right through Mississippi. You know, it, it goes without saying that the oil and gas industry produces or provides a great deal of jobs from an employment standpoint, uh, revenue for the various states in the Gulf South region. So when the, when the oil and gas industry is doing well, you know, generally the economy is doing well, people think oil and gas, they think automatically the price at the pump. You know, but there, there are just countless items that, that are produced either by the oil and gas industry or with, uh, you know, oil and gas byproducts that we use every single day that without the oil and gas industry, many of those products would not be available um, so, you know, the strength and well-being of the oil and gas industry is, uh, is important for, for our nation's stability. Talking about the present moment in terms of this industry in the state, um, anything that people should be thinking about that I haven't touched on quite yet? I think one thing is one thing that's important uh, that folks that don't work within the industry every day uh, I find interesting and they may find interesting as well is, you know, everybody always assumes just because the price of a barrel of oil goes up, uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago we were at, you know, it, we were in the, the, a barrel of oil was in the red, you know, it hit zero and fell a little bit below zero. And like I said today, it's, you know, 111 a barrel. Just because the price of a barrel of oil goes up doesn't mean you're automatically going to see an increase in drilling uh, and production. Right now, um, we as an agency are seeing an uptick in the number of permits uh, that we are permitting, which is a positive sign, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to an immediate to immediate work in the field. For instance, right now, the, the, an issue that's somewhat curtailing new drilling operations in our state is a lack of available rigs. When the bottom fell out of the industry a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and then uh, which was followed up by the COVID pandemic, most of the state's available rigs went to Texas, and many of those rigs have not come back from Texas. And so that is a major issue right now. We there are a lot of operators willing and able, uh, ready, willing and able to get back to work, but there is an issue securing rigs. If we could get more of those rigs back into the state, I think we would absolutely see a quick uptick in the uh, the field work and production uh, in, in Mississippi. Okay. David, anything to add before I let you guys go? I don't want you to have the idea that that, that because of this conflict that, that, that prices aren't going to go up because I, I do believe that they are. How much, I don't really know. 
Okay, I mean, when you when you stomp out five percent uh, of your market, if if the United States decides that they're going to, uh, you know, to deny uh, imports from from Russia on the market, you're, you're taking five percent of uh, of what we get, and we have to get that from someplace else. And if we don't get that from someplace else, the prices will go up. You know, uh, you'll see the prices go up at the pump. I don't know what that translates to, but I mean, it it's. It wouldn't be, in my mind, here in Mississippi right now, it's about 40 or so at the pump. You could very easily see it go uh, past $4. But if we can find a, uh, an alternative, you know, source for those imports, whether it's, you know, a release of moratorium on drilling or we get, uh, we, we get our partners uh, in Mexico or Canada to turn the pumps on or, or to open up the valves a little bit more, then, it's not, then you won't see an issue at all problem is, is you don't know what they're going to do either. And one thing I did want to ask you, um, and I'm sure this is a question you get all the time. Some critics of the oil and gas industry say that uh, all this business in Eastern Europe is a reminder that the U.S. and countries like it should be investing more in renewable sources of energy that aren't necessarily reliant on a global supply chain. Your response, your thoughts? I think it's I think it's important that our country has a diversified energy portfolio. And I think, uh, you know, all of the various energy sectors play a vital role in, in the stability of our country. And, and just to give you an idea of what's going on as far as that energy goes, I mean, uh, Mississippi just uh, just approved permits for the, the storage of hydrogen, okay, as, as an alternative fuel supply or supplement. Uh, uh, it's an industry that's growing, and uh, it, it, it comes under our our jurisdiction to to make sure or to you know or to you know to permit those things. So I mean, just because we're Mississippi oil and gas, what doesn't mean we're against alternative energies? Okay. Uh, personally, I, I'm in favor of alternative energies, but I, I think we we need to have a a gradual rather than a robust changeover when you when when you want to move energy sources. Uh, different energy sources from one mainstream one to another one that's not yet mainstream. I mean, you're, you're going to have you're going to have problems. David Snodgrass and Jess New are with the Mississippi State Oil and Gas Board. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Stick around for a full morning of Mississippi Radio. Coming up at 9, it's Deep South Dining. Then at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And at 11, don't miss Southern Remedy. Find past installments of this and other Think Radio shows online at mpbonline.org. I'm Desiree Frazier. See you tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB.